Hello everyone, this is Hack the Dino Gaming Cast, where we bring you all the latest hymns dedicated to our Lord and Savior, Hideo Kojima. Oh, I thought you were trying to raise a demon. Well, same thing. Uh, I'm Ben Rosenthal, one third of the Hack the Dino team here at the Gaming Cast, where we bring you the news, previews, and all the gaming things that you like. Apart from my singing, I'm very sorry for that. It won't happen again. That's a lie. I'm going to sing right now. Ba, 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 da, 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 ba. That's not singing. Floppy, yes, sing us a song. Hey, how you doing? Sorry you can't get through. Why don't you leave your name? Uh, wait, hang on. Do we get copyright for that? Probably. Here's oh. another one for you. Hit from the 90s. Okay. Informer. There we go. Uh, oh, Snow, the whitest rapper ever. Yeah, that was from the 90s. What else is from the 90s? Uh, a whole bunch of games that were like games of the year. Yeah. For each year yep. of the 90s, which creates a decade. Mm, correct. Uh, Anto. Hello. Uh, what would you say was the best about the 90s? Uh, definitely Jim Carrey's cover of Informer, Imposter, from Saturday Night Live. You know what? No, no, that Wait, wasn't no, was Saturday Night Live. That was in, in Living Colour, and that go. was amazing, and I had forgotten about that until the right that second. Yeah. Uh, if you're asking me about best video game, however, yes. definitely FF7. Oh, for fuck. Uh, floppy. Metal Gear. Oh. Oh. For me, it was a, a, a game that Anto reliably tells me it was not game of the year, even though it should have been. Um, Chrono Trigger, I think, uh, was really deserving to be a game of the year, and I'm quite upset that it wasn't. Well, I um, wonder how many of us are going to be correct in picking our games of the year. Well, it doesn't matter. We're going to find out very, very shortly. But before that, Floppy, yes, um, have you been out recently into the world? No, I try not to. No? No, same, because, you know, people. Um, but I, I just want to know... What's the latest pickup that you've got that you think is a bargain? Um, like I'm talking about genuine bargains. A genuine, a genuine bargain. bargain. I wish you'd asked me beforehand, actually. Well, <laughs> I would have had I not actually, been struggling to string words into a sentence that could was, somehow elongate this segment. A genuine bargain was a copy of uh, Metroid Prime on the GameCube. Oh, really? Yeah. How much did you pay for that? Zip. Okay, that's that's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty, pretty, pretty good. I will, I will put it out there as an NTSC copy. Oh, so you, you need to chip your GameCube? Uh, I have an action replay. Oh, well, that's even better. A uh, freeloader or? They're nice. How do they work? I haven't used it yet. I'll let you know. I okay. can tell you. How do they work, Anto? You put the freeloader or action replay disc in. Yep. Uh, there's an option on in the menu for that software to let you change the region for what's about to play. You then pop the lid open without powering the system off, and you put the disc in that you want to play, and it boots up. That's cool. There you go. Because I've got uh, the Mega Man Legacy Collection on GameCube, and I've never played it because I suck at Mega Man games. <laughs> I uh, think everyone will, sucks however, at Mega Man games. You need a spare memory card, I think, because the way save games work is different. Right. Okay. Um, so, Anto. Hello. Uh, there, w there was a uh, thing that was released uh, uh, lately. Oh, are we getting to talk about uh, Masahiro Sakurai-san's new YouTube channel? It's like you read my <gasps> mind. Or the run sheet. One of the two. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Uh, Sakurai, the genius creator and 
all-round talented super developer uh, from Sora Inc. or Sora Limited. Oh, um, so, sorry, uh, Makaru uh, Sakurai. Sakurai. Yeah, he, he was the one who hooked himself up to an IV so he could keep working on Smash Brothers Ultimate. Yes, that guy. I feel like that's not a good representation of what you should do. No, but do you know what is a good representation <laughs> of what, they, what you should do? What? So Sakurai and his wife own a company. Mm-hmm. And what Nintendo do is that they hire Sakurai's company to develop the games. Sakurai doesn't actually work for Nintendo. So he gets a fat paycheck. (laughs) Like, super big. He's got it set up exactly as you need it to. He's playing smart. Mm. Yeah, mate. (laughs) Up here for thinking. Down there for dancing. Yeah, that. What? (laughs) Or smashing. Yep. Down yeah, smashing, smashing is more more appropriate in both contexts, I guess. Is it really? It's yeah. totally. Okay. Anyway, tell us about this YouTube site. Uh, yeah, so he's created a YouTube channel. Um, the exact name of which escapes me, but um, it's called, no, the Creating Games channel. Yes. Masahiro Sakurai on Creating Games. Um, he's effectively doing it completely off the cuff, like wants to do it for educational purposes. He's not... Uh, enabling ads or seeking sponsorships or anything like that. He doesn't want to make money from this. Because he's rich. He just flat out wants to help people across the industry, whether they're beginners, indie developers, even potentially AAA devs, make their games more fun. I know how Sakurai can help us. He can come on our show. For free. Yeah. Whenever yeah. you want to want Sakurai, come on over. We'll sit down. We'll have some pizza. I'm- That'd be not nice. kidding. I would be nice. so down if by some chance he saw this, reached out and was like, yeah, I'll come on the show. And I'd yeah, be like, I'm oh sure. Sakurai's, like him and Kojima are uh, in Japan now just oh, sit down watching this stream. Absolutely. Hi, Kojima-san and Sakurai-san. Hello. <laughs> Th- thanks for your patronage. Um, but yeah, that's the crux of it is he wants to help people across the industry make video games more fun or give people who maybe aren't going to get into game development and just like playing video games like, you know, as more than a casual pastime. Um, an inside look, so they have a better understanding of why things are the way they are and have a new appreciation for it. And I think that's genius. It's a really cool idea. So what are the topics he's covered thus far in his three videos? That he's so far, he's done, I think it's just like a general overview of his career, like the games he's created. Uh, he's done one on the history and creation of Kirby because he's responsible mm. for making Kirby. That's cool. Um, and the one I found the most interesting, which I did watch fully, was uh, Hit Stop. Um, it's about when to use hit stop and how. And hit stop is a term he coined, uh, which is the the best example I can use off the top of my head is uh, in Smash Brothers Ultimate, when someone is about to get a KO and someone loses a stock and it's the very end of a match, um, the game pauses and there are big pops and sound effects and it zooms in on the characters that are interacting to emphasize what's happening on screen and give you like that sense of impact. Um, and he talks for a good maybe five, six minutes about how and when to use this and why. And people should be doing more of it, in his opinion, because it makes things more engaging. Um, cool. It's just a really fun way of presenting. It's good fun. So you got the URL for that? Uh, ooh, I can find it. It's well, not What's here. the name of the channel? I'd like to point out in the chat, Dylan the Villain, mm-hmm. has uh, just <laughs> replied that Kojima is probably watching <laughs> and going, who the hell are these bozos? No, he wouldn't because there's no Japanese word for bozos. So, or the Japanese equivalent of um, Gai Kokojin. Here we go. Stop yep. for big moments. There he is. Look at him. This is him. Is he like 12? Yeah, He's know, nearly yeah. 60. Yeah. What? I know, right? That guy's older than me. Yeah. 
<laughs> Why do I look like his grandfather? <laughs> oh, man, that is not fair. They're just built different in Japan. <laughs> mm. Yeah, to never age. Yeah, Creating Games by uh, Sakurai. You should all check it out. Something else you might want to check out when it is eventually announced and not leaked illegally is the <laughs> new Avatar game. Now, I'm not talking about the Avatar game um, that is coming out. James Cameron's Avatar. Yeah, no, none of that no. rubbish. The actual Avatar. rubbish. It is rubbish. No. Unobtainium. Oh, look, it's Pandora in space. Um, yeah. So, the actual good Avatar series, I'm talking about uh, Airbender. Uh, Excellent series. Legend of Korra. All that sort of stuff. Uh, it uh, Listings appeared on Amazon for a November release. Ooh. Apparently, this Avatar game uh, takes some cues from Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. The game is set after the events of the original series and has members of the Order of White Lotus recounting old war stories, which essentially covers the entire original Avatar series. So do you play through them like flashbacks? Yes. Cool. Ooh. However... Some of their retellings are reportedly not accurate, and some levels will be an alternate history version of Ooh, what happened. Like they're making shit up. Yeah. Like in real history. Yeah, yeah. 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 So and almost like a what if as well. Yeah, I cool. That's I like that. Um, so you will get to play as all your favorites and jump around in between. I can't wait to play Toph because Toph is freaking awesome. Well, that's cool as Aang. Uh, and you know, Avatar: Legend of Aang is my favorite TV show of all time. My name's Toph because it sounds like Toph. <laughs> Uh, that, that's the play, isn't it? Huh? In the third uh, the Yeah, that's the uh, Ember Island players. Yep. Yep. And, oh man, that's, Toph is such a great character. Oh man, what a freaking legend. There are no other shows where a teenage blind girl who wins 99% of her fights from this sort of time period, like we're talking the 2000s, like... Mm. There were no other shows that had a female lead character be as badass as she was mm. without it being considered like non-inclusive or something. Mm. I don't know. People complained about it. People what? complain about it in general, like now when women are given roles like that. And it's stupid because they're always cool. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Like <laughs> all of my favorite shows pretty much have female leads. Yeah. Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Great Sailor show. Moon. Mm. Um, Great show. Uh, yeah. Avatar, as I said, like Katara as well, very strong leader. Katara is like the strongest waterbender in the show. Yeah. Um, all right, so here's, here's going off on a tangent, a little bit. That's fine. We do tangents. Um, they taste nice. Uh, what I uh, tend to say to people who complain about, um, you know, not having male straight protagonists is like, yeah, we've had male straight protagonist stories for, oh, I don't know, 300 years. Forever. Kind of all bored of, of them now. History. Like, yeah. Give us something different. Mm. Give us something different. Tell different stories from different cultures, from different point of views. That's what I'm all about. And if you're not about that, then maybe leave. have a little bit of a look at it but yourself. No, just leave. Like, if, you, if you're not into that kind of stuff, leave. We don't want you here. So, did you say leave life? <laughs> no, not leave life. Whoa. Just leave us alone. <laughs> you know. <laughs> not wrong. Um, <laughs> Floppy. Yes, mate. You, uh, you, you did something uh, a couple of shows back, didn't you? I did. So a few shows ago, we did a Game of the Year through the Decades 80s edition. Yeah, and it was great. We had like lots of neon lights, um, we had, uh, DeLoreans. Um, we had a Marty McFly vest. I don't know if you've noticed today, but I've gone with my original uh, 90s Quicksilver <laughs> hoodie. Freaking 90s, man. Uh, oh. Which hat, hats off to my mate uh, Mark Watts. This is like a fifth generation hand-me-down that's came through his family and then I got it. Uh, yeah, right. Bought from the 90s. Uh, or fate, maybe fourth generation hand me down. 
How are you going through four generations in the 90s? No, no, like through four members of his family. So four generations. We'll say. No, that's not generations. <laughs> he went through four different generations of people. Like grandfather, How long's a generation? Shut up, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could use the argument how long is a generation for Pokemon games as well, I guess. <laughs> okay, let's go with Pokemon rules. All right. All right. Went through like five. It was a four years. Yeah. <laughs> Glad you chose that part to really focus in on. Well, you know. Today um, we're doing uh, Game of the Year through the Decades, the 90s edition. If there's anything I am, it's factual all the time. <laughs> there's another F word I could think of too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, the so Game of the Year. Uh, through the decades, the 90s edition. Now, we're going to take these in turns with me and Ben. Ben doesn't know what I've been through. No, you specifically sent me a message and said, can you just not look at my section? Yeah. And I went, okay, sure, I'm up for that. And what we did on the desk here, for those of you listening to on the podcast, I've chosen the games that I think that I owned that I think may be game of the year at some point in the 90s. So we're going to see how I went. Yeah, so obviously the clear winner is Superman 64 for the Nintendo 64, Game of the Year in 1999 when it came out. Um, easily beat anything that was... What else came out in 1999? Uh, Metal Gear Solid? No, nah, this, this is better. Metal Gear. Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Final Fantasy VIII. Final Fantasy VIII. Well, you know, two uh, out anyway, of three. So I will also throw out there that there has never been a definitive Game of the Year list there is many different lists many different places do their own so i kind of cherry picked from a bunch of different sources so it's floppy's game of the year mm. decades mm. 90s mm. edition mm. but from actual games that won different games of the year so starting off with 1990 we have super mario world that's a tick for me there we go well there done it is. i also had the cart down there as well possibly the greatest mario game so this came out on the snes uh, we get to take, take control of Mario or Luigi, notice the spelling, and rescue Princess Toad School in Dinosaur Land from Bowser and the Koopalings. Uh, this game introduced Yoshi. Best-selling SNES game ever. Yep, because it came as a pack-in as well. And Miyamoto's favourite Mario game. Well, it's a lot of people's favourite Mario game. So... Super Mario Brothers is my favourite Mario game purely for nostalgia reasons. As I've yes. said numerous times on this show, it was the very first game I ever played and got me into gaming. But so if you're not talking about... If, if I'm not talking about that, it's either this or Mario 3 or Mario yeah. 64. So, yeah, I've Galaxy. actually played this one and I only learned recently, as in this year, that Mario punches Yoshi in the back of the head to make him eat stuff. Isn't that awful? It is horrible. It's absolutely awful. Is it a saddle or is it a shell on his back? Uh, I think it's a shell. It's a saddle. Is it? Yep. Wow, that's he brutal. He saddled him. Mm, mm. There you go. So yeah, and he's one of the occupants of Dinosaur Land. Yep. Such a great looking crisp game though, isn't it? It is. Great. So that was 1990, was it? Uh, that I was did 1990. I just want to quickly throw out there as well. The video that was linked originally <laughs> was the NES demake of this game. So I had to find the actual Super <laughs> Nintendo version. All right, cool. Version. Thanks. I didn't know that. <laughs> Have you played this game? Yeah. When? A uh, long time ago. <laughs> A very was, long time ago. This was on the list of me telling you you should play this game because it's one of the best ever made. And I bought it. But you haven't played it. I've got a lot of games to play. <laughs> can't, I'm playing Ocarina. Shut up. Uh, this is also on the Super Nintendo Mini as well. Okay. And, uh, and uh, online. Online thing for Is it on Switch, Switch. Online? Yes. Pretty sure. Yeah, oh, cool. So you should uh, jump on there and grab it. Yeah. All right. Uh, the next one, so next one is Ben's. He doesn't know what it is. I don't know what it is. We're going for 1991. Uh, what do you think it is, Anto? Nineteen ninety one, game of the year. I know what it is. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, he's read the list. What oh, do you okay. think it might be? I have no idea. Um, Tony Hawk. Let's have a look. 
Hey, Street Fighter 2 for the arcade! Only what, in 1991? I'm not very good with uh, dates. Years? <laughs> um, decades? So, Anto and I were having an argument before about the best um, arcade port of Street Fighter 2. Uh, mine is the... Uh, I've forgotten the name of it. That one. PC Engine. PC Engine, thank you. The PC Engine uh, port of Street Fighter 2. Uh, it's of Champion Edition. It runs smooth as anything just because of the extra power in the PC Engine. Uh, it comes as this awesome little HU card, which we can see there. If you're looking on YouTube. Is that the com. same kind of thing as the, was it a Master System yeah, card? Yeah, it's a Q card. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, only available in Japan, I believe, the PC uh, Engine. PC Engine was, yeah, Japan only. Yeah. Um, Dan's got I think one. some of their games did come out later on like different systems and ported across to other hardware, but I don't think it ever actually made a, a debut in outside of Japan as the PC Engine. Yep. So then I also got this, because uh, I collect Street Fighter games, because I've got a problem. Um, I'd have there the Street Fighter 2 Special Champion Edition for the Genesis. There you go. Or Mega Drive if you're not American. And yeah. I have almost every other Street Fighter game in there as well, as well as an arcade cabinet with almost every single Street Fighter game arcade board. <laughs> so tell us about Street Fighter 2 and why it was Game of the Year this year. Um, so Street Fighter 2 pretty much uh, brought back arcades from the dead. They were dying a slow death. Street Fighter came along and just was an absolute cultural phenomenon. Um, it's is responsible for some of the most iconic characters you'll ever come across. Uh, for example, Ryu is one of... Well, it is pretty much the reason why I decided to start training karate. Because he did, at this stage, he was doing Shotokan karate. Which is what you learned. Uh, which yet? is the style that I do. Um, I haven't learned how to throw fireballs yet, but uh, one day... Uh, eat on real spicy food. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. That's right. You don't, yeah, you don't like spice. No, no, I don't. I like... like Peppers a bit too much for me, yeah. Um, yeah, just an amazing game. It had a great backstory. Um, there hadn't been player versus player games before, mm. uh, at least fighting games, and it was just an absolute phenomenon, which is why there were so many different copies of it came out. Uh, Anto, what do you think of Street Fighter 2? I think Street Fighter 2 is probably the most important multiplayer game for home consoles ever made. Um, at least for this generation, it's probably, you know, GoldenEye could be argued for four-player games, potentially. Um, but like like you were saying about how, you know, this brought back arcades, this was the game when I was growing up where you'd go to someone's house and they'd have a copy of this for some version of video game system, and everyone would play it. Um, I don't know, it's... Street Fighter's not, like... It's hard to explain without people who grew up playing it because, you know, these versions of it are clunky comparatively to Street Fighter 4, Street Fighter 5, 6 when it comes out next year. But as clunky and weird as it looks now, like at the time, this was the fastest paced, like one versus one multiplayer game you could Especially get. Turbo on the Super Nintendo. Turbo had a, a trick where you could beef it up to 10 star speed as opposed to like 5 star speed being the maximum no and please that's a, and that's how I used to play it no hang please on, let me let me find some footage to show that off hang on so uh, Street Fighter 2 was the first Street Fighter game I played um, but I didn't play it in an arcade I played it on my dad's PC oh that's right I remember this story it was the yeah. hardest thing ever because you use a keyboard yep and so I would play it with my mate and we'd have to share the keyboard 
one of you was using the um, directional keys and the other one was using WASD and still using like a space and a tap. And you were trying to get four hands onto a keyboard to play. It was the hardest thing ever. Yeah, see, I, I used to go to the local skate line, which was an yes. indoor skate center. And uh, we're going for a two or three hour lock-in session. And I would just put the skates on so I was tall enough to be able to reach the arcade cabinet <laughs> and just skate on over to the arcade machine <laughs> and sit there playing Street Fighter the whole time. And I swore... Not skate at all. No. One day I'm going to own one of these in my house and just over there... Is his first pair of skates. Is my first pair oh. of skates. That's right. I kept them. <laughs> uh, no, I've got my arcade machine over there with Street Fighter on it. He does. I played it. Anto? The footage that's about to go on screen, if anyone was actually paying attention to the Street Fighter 2 gameplay a second ago, this is what the Turbo version at 10 stars played like. It's nuts. Yeah. Um, and you also... Oh, why does it squish their faces? <laughs> you, you could also, uh, on the Super Nintendo as well, get those... Uh, aftermarket controllers where they had turbo buttons where you could Whoa. just turn on. Whoa. No, yeah, look at it. No, please. Isn't it great? Super fast. See, oh my gosh, that's ridiculous. Yeah, anyway, Street Fighter 2. Look at that. It's Van Damme and Van Damme. And they just kept experimenting as well. So originally, what was the glitch, Anto, in Street Fighter 2 where it enabled you to combo? Like combos were originally weren't part of it, but yeah, in Street they, Fighter 2... it was just they didn't program it in, but a, a programming or coding error just made it so that certain attacks would link together, and you could keep someone from moving, which you know totally wasn't planned. And then in every subsequent release, they fine tuned that. Mm. Um, and in some versions of the game, there's a specific frame of animation that if you hit Ryu in, it stuns him immediately, regardless of how many attacks he's taken. So yeah, it's it was absolutely like a What's it called? Like a miracle of design, I guess, is the best way to put it? Or yeah. A something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hugely influential game. Anyway. All right. Should we go to 1992? 1992. 1992. Uh, so this is a game that I played the heck out of. Right. Uh, it is Wolfenstein oh. 3D. Can we show this? Because it's technically got Nazis in it. Yeah, it's fine. There's no insignia. There might be. Uh, there was, right, was insignias all over the walls. Don't show it. Don't show it. Uh, so this came out for MS DOS, like PCs, things like that. Uh, it is known as the grandfather of FPS. The very first first-person shooter. ID Software. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, the third game and third Wolfenstein game. Yes, because the others were like a top-down yeah. sort of stealth-based thing, almost. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's actually the third Wolfenstein game, the first in first-person. It was also popularized the shareware publishing model, which was how so much stuff got done in the early 90s. I miss shareware so um, much. Now, this game was banned in Germany due to the symbols and imagery. Obviously, it had swastikas and, and Hitler in it. Uh, up until 2019, the ban got lifted and they went, you know what? There's, it's a part of history and this is someone's art. And you kill Hitler in it. Yeah. Twice. You kill him and then you at the robot end, Hitler. he comes back as robot Hitler and you kill him too. Uh, but it was unreal. I still have vivid memories of the sounds of like, the secret passages opening. Yep. And and uh, the Mein Leben. Yeah, I was about to say, and this sound. Oh, Mein Leben. <laughs> uh, I, this was the first shooter that I ever played. Um, and I was obsessed with it. I thought it was amazing. I couldn't get over the fact that I could find secrets. That I could, uh, yeah. Learning how to tell which walls would be doors, which how to conserve ammo. And I had a percentage um, thing at the end where whether you found all the treasure and found all the secrets. And then yep. you had a secret that you'd find. And then if you pushed another wall, win that secret area. There was another, another secret. secret. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I loved the textures. Obviously, by today's standards, it's kind of rubbish. Oh, I still love it. The but footage that we've got on now is the Super Nintendo version, which is why it's a little bit 
Jank. more compressed, but also yeah. this is the only version without Nazi symbolism and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you'd notice it. that Hitler has no moustache. Yeah. Uh, that Super Nintendo version is a very expensive card as well. I think just the cart goes for almost $100 now. Nice. Um, one of the other things I loved about this a lot was that you got the little picture of BJ Blazkowicz down in the, uh, we'll call it the item bar. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he looks around depending on what's happening, so he's animated, but also as you get hit, he gets bloodier and bloodier. Mm-hmm. And like more bleat and beat up until you die. And then when you put cheat codes in for God mode, like his eyes his glow. His eyes glow yep. like white and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, and like when he has the BFG, he has this really sadistic grin on his face. Like, yeah, he's going to kill some people. Um, was doomed, but. On the Super Nintendo version of Wolfenstein 3D, I've got a, a story about my cart, which yes. doesn't cast me in a very good light, but I'll tell it anyway. Okay. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> so I went into this... Uh, place that sold games and it was one of these places where you go in and everything is like $20 more expensive than it should be um, so I was sitting there and I saw uh, Wolfenstein 3D on cart in the cabinet and just below it was a Japanese version in the box of Ocarina of Time and he had it there for $300 what? like Ocarina of Time and I said um, can I just have a look at Wolfenstein so I was just checking out the label and everything I said oh if you don't mind me asking why is, why is Ocarina of Time that expensive and he went oh well you know the box is pretty minty um it's, it's hard to fish it's it's hard to it wasn't at all it was like had banged up corners and everything i hate people who say things are minty and they're not they don't understand what mint means yeah. uh it's like it's off the mint straight out of the press um anyway so he's got oh, it's pretty minty you know it's hard to find blah 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 and i said oh um look i i don't want to be that guy but i just came back from Japan and you can get that over there for an equivalent of about $15. And he went, oh. <laughs> oh, well, it looks like I got done on that one then, didn't I? Now we can see on the screen now, do you see his uh, big cheesy grin face when he gets yeah. the BFG? Uh, the bazooka. Yes. Um, it was the BFG, that's Doom. Doom. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I chatted to him for a while and he just goes, oh, yeah, blah, blah. Anyway, do you want that? And I said, yeah, how much? And he goes, oh, 30 bucks. <laughs> okay. So that's where I'm a bit like, I should go, oh, it's an $80 game. But uh, no, I'll take it for 30 That's fine. Thank you. But I didn't resell it. It's in my collection. So you deflated this man's ego. <laughs> yeah. So much. Let him know that he got ripped off by someone and then ripped him off. I like how every time we do a section on not getting ripped off or not doing things, Ben comes up with a story where he's done all those things. <laughs> well, I also said, do your research and know, know what it's worth. That he is did. fair. Correct. That's he fair. Clearly didn't. So essentially you taught him a lesson? <laughs> no, I got a real cheap game. Yeah. All right, Ben, 1993. It's you. It's Doom! It is Doom! Doom! Like, I'm going to be controversial here. And again, I understand that this is purely nostalgia. Uh, I think Wolfenstein 3D is better than Doom. What? Oh. Purely is from it nostalgia. The setting? No, it's purely nostalgia. It would okay. be the setting as well. Um, I understand Doom is a better game it's better designed it moves better well, you know it's the same guys yes I, yeah. I completely understand uh, it's also what's the relationship it's anyway. BJ Blazkowicz's oh there is yeah I think that was made up later no but, but they confirmed it yeah like they confirmed Commander Keen is the great grandson no so Doom Guy is the great grandson of Commander Keen who was the grandson of BJ Blazkowicz yeah. you know, um, so when they made hey that Commander Keen game never came out so when Wolfenstein was made, <laughs> the only game they'd made was Commander Keen. Yeah. And then they made Wolfenstein, and then they went and made Doom. Like these guys were going from level and strength to strength and strength. It was Romero, wasn't it? Yeah. He is a character. 
Good old, good old Romero. Yeah, they went from strength to strength, and then they made Daikatana. Yeah, well, you know. But also, controversial opinion, I think Quake is better than Doom. Oh, really? Multiplayer? Yes. No, even, even just single player, like speed running through levels, doing rocket jumps, that stuff slaps. About to say you're a rocket jump bike. Correct. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Doom. What? A, uh, highly in- influential. I still have um, a lot of my friends still play this to this day. Mm. I remember having LAN parties so we could all play multiplayer. I and bought it on the Switch and played it. For those, I oh, same. For those of you who are young, um, LAN parties were before the internet, which is where you used to grab your uh, 50 kilo PC tower. And uh, $80 monitor, and you take it over to your friend's place on a Friday night, and you'd hook all your computers up via a local area network cable, and you would do things like uh, spend 20 minutes ripping a single MP3 from one of your friend's computers <laughs> to the other, <laughs> uh, or spanning it, work. <laughs> spanning it over uh, like 10 3.5 uh, megabit uh, uh, floppy disks. Three and a half uh, inch floppy disk. And then playing the original Grand Theft Auto or Doom as a part Doom. of a LAN party. LAN party mean you are all joined together by cables. Yep, correct. And not having any kind of sex. Yep. Yes. Yep. Did you know that uh, it is estimated that 10 to 20 million people have played this within two years of it coming out? That's insane. Fun Shareware. fact about Doom... Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure it's the most ported video game ever made. This is the, they keep putting it on everything. Like got, I saw on a calculator. Put, this a, runs on like calculators, fridges. Someone put it. I saw the other day. Not only have they put it on a tractor screen, <laughs> someone got it working on a pregnancy test. That was Skyrim, and I don't believe that video is real. Oh really? I, and the reason I don't is because there's a bunch of weird artifacting and weird like. There's just weird video footage around the pregnancy test itself, and I think it's not real. Well, I would, I I'd would, believe it. I wouldn't believe that if it was one. Doom. If it was Doom, I would believe it. If Skyrim, no. I'm pretty sure it was <laughs> Doom. No, nah, I think I, I remember that secret passage. Mm. Anyway, what a game! What an absolute right. chocker of a game! Next All right, one. next one. 1994. Uh, we're moving away from the PC. Donkey Kong Country Ooh, on the SNES. I don't have this boxed. I've got <laughs> the car. And that's why we make this list, to find out what Ben has boxed and not. Well, I'll be keeping this list and going through and go, yeah, I need to get that boxed. <laughs> uh, so published by Rare, this is one of the best reboots of a franchise. I'd say the best. Honestly. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we'll go. The best reboot of a franchise. Uh, so up until now, you know, Donkey Kong was a bad guy. Yeah. He was a bad guy. Yep. He would uh, throw barrels and stuff at you. Yep. That old jump man. And now we get to play Donkey Kong as a cool guy, as a good guy. Man, who's playing this? They know their stuff. So you get to traverse 40 side-scrolling levels, collecting items, riding minecarts, other animals, defeating enemies, and finding bonus stages to reach King K. Rule. Uh, this brought 3D graphics to the SNES, revitalizing the system weeks before the PS1 launch. Mm. Uh, it transitioned Donkey Kong from villain to hero, as we've said, and inspired an animated TV show, which I didn't know about. Oh, have you seen that? No, nah, I bet it was bad. Oh, it, was it bad. is so bad. Like, like, like nightmare fuel. Yeah, and so many of these 90s games did do that, didn't they? They tried to latch onto every part of the market. Yeah, uh, but still, what a game. Like, I, I, one of my lasting memories I have of my grandmother uh, was that she saw this and was legitimately blown away at the technology yeah. of the game because obviously she grew up 
With yeah, stick and balls. The, yeah, exactly. Lipstick. You know, she's used to Pong and Pac-Man. <laughs> and she just sat there going, I can't believe how real it looks. I, 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 I just can't believe, I cannot believe this. <laughs> like, yeah. And I was just playing it on the TV. Um, God, I imagine if she was still here today. He playing uh, it on his calculator. <laughs> on my pregnancy test. Um, <laughs> I can just imagine if she was still here today and was able to see how far games have come. And that kind of gets me a little sad that, can you imagine the gaming uh, technologies that are going to be here you know, 20 years after we've gone? Well, I, d- I mean, I don't think it's going to be the, quite the leap that we saw in the 80s and 90s. Or just be a, a chip that goes so in the head. Far. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. Uh, All right, wait, before we get to... So next one is Ben's. Yep. He hasn't, no, I'll stress again. He hasn't seen this list. No. We're up to 1995. Have a guess. 1995. Yeah. Have you looked? You haven't looked. I haven't looked yet. Uh, 1995... Uh, Bring us a God of War. Oh, damn it. I told him it wasn't in my list. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Man, what are you doing? I forgot. <laughs> okay, I want to see now. It is. I you mother... I knew it! <laughs> I believed you as well, you piece of... I didn't know beep. legitimately. <sighs> it's Chrono fucking Trigger. His favourite game of all time. One of. One of. His but yeah, Chrono Trigger. All right. Uh... <laughs> If you're a new listener to uh, Hack the Dino Gaming Cast, uh, go play Chrono Trigger. (laughs) This game is amazing. This game is... I've never been hooked to a game so badly. I was actually playing this the other day on my DS. Uh, I I just had a hankering for it, and I'm up to the Black Omen. And uh, this game, for a 16-bit game, to love the characters as much as you do, I'm sure Anto can understand uh, where I'm coming from, that like the writing that went into these characters and the way that they were portrayed on screen and the adventure you go on, you actually feel a, a kinship with them. Um, oh, I, I, I just... I, I, Floppy takeover because this okay. game is freaking amazing. Okay, so I, yeah, obviously, if you're not aware, if you're not aware, developed for the SNES, uh, developed by Square, and included their Dream Team. Now, can you say the names because I'm going to butcher them? Uh, yes, uh, Hironobu uh, Sakaguchi, creator of Square's mm-hmm. Final Fantasy, Yuji Hori, uh, creator of Enix's Dragon Quest, and Akira Toriyama, who you might know as uh, the creator of something called uh, Dragon Ball no. and Dragon Ball Z. You say you take people that created those iconic things and put them together to create another iconic thing mm. and you I mean it's going to be a guaranteed hit isn't it uh, it's absolutely. going to be amazing what's even better is the D- oh, sorry not the DS version they uh, re-released it as a pack-in so it came out on the Super Nintendo originally then on the PlayStation 1 they re-released with it with Final Fantasy 7 se- it was 6 wasn't it 6 6 uh, or 8 come out with one of the no, pixel games so it would have been 6 I think 6 um, but what they did is they added in uh fully animated cutscenes by Akira Toriyama. Mm. And I remember I made the joke earlier about spending half an hour downloading like a, a one minute uh, video oh, you clip. For those cutscenes. All you? those cutscenes. And I'd, <laughs> I would sit there just watching them over and over again. Like uh, Kairu, uh, Glenn in this game. I One of my favorite characters ever. I even based uh, a, a short story I wrote on him and called him Kairu. Uh, but instead of a knight, he was a samurai. Nice. Uh, this game, <laughs> I've told this story, but I'll tell it again. This was the first RPG I ever played. I never knew how to play an RPG. Oh, this is great. And I never knew what you had to do in an RPG. So I didn't know you could upgrade weapons. <laughs> I didn't know you could upgrade armor. <laughs> I completed the game without upgrading anything. How did you not rage quit? 
Uh, I don't. I just love the game and I wanted to play it so much. I the final battle with Lavos. I still remember sitting in my room on a Sunday morning. It took me three and a half hours to defeat Lavos because I just had Kairu and Mal spamming heals and Chrono just doing his lightning and then sneaking in an ether in order to uh, top up his lightning afterwards. I finished this game with base weapons because I was an <laughs> idiot. <laughs> I just want to throw out that this is the one, I think, one game in Ben's collection that he owns more versions of than I do Final Fantasy VII. Not really. Yeah. Your Chrono Trigger shelf is bigger than my FF7 collection. But that Chrono Trigger shelf is also the Metal Gear shelf, so... No, no, but like, the little Chrono Trigger section, mm -hmm. you have more copies of this game than I currently do physical copies of 7. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. I still don't own the uh, actual cart. So, <laughs> the cart for this game, uh, I've again spoken about on the show, and I, I'm going to buy it one day. Uh, just I'll need do to buy it. Pull the trigger. Pull the band-aid off. Well, I need to find one first. Do it. Uh, but yeah, they're going do for it. about seven to twelve hundred dollars at the moment. Okay, yeah, maybe do don't it. do that. Yeah, <laughs> no, just do it. So I need to. I think I need to talk to um, some of the US members in our Discord and see if I can organise someone to sort of source one and make fly friends, it over to mate. Them. Make friends. Well, we've got Dust Vilebeard over there, Dust who I, who I need to uh, talk to, and maybe they can hook me up with a Chrono Trigger if I can throw some money their way and send it on over. Um, yeah. Man, what a game. Yeah. If you haven't played it, I was actually having a chat to one of my work colleagues at RCW the other night, and uh, they had never played Chrono Trigger before, never even heard of it. So they copped that speech just then. <laughs> uh, that would have been an intense moment. Oh, yeah. He goes, all right, man, I'll, I'll play it. And I just ended up yelling at him to F and do it. <laughs> You're like, dude, I, I came, my bus is here. I don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> Far out. Oh, all, all right, right. All right. so that was 1995 Game of the Year. 1996 Game of the Year. Now, for some Easy. reason, I didn't get a uh, video for this one. Already on it. This one, Thank I know. you. What is it? What have you got there? Ba -dum, bum, ba -dum, you reckon? Bum. So, yep. yeah, Super Mario 64. <laughs> From the Nintendo 64, uh, the first Mario game to have 3D gameplay. Uh, you collected power stars in an open-world adventure to unlock parts of Princess Peach's castle to defeat Bowser and rescue Princess Peach. Uh, is included in the Smithsonian American Art Museum's Art of Video Games exhibit. This exhibit? is this is almost as groundbreaking breaking Ground. a game groundbreaking groundbreaking uh, as the original Cape Super Mario Brothers. Oven. Like yeah. this this is the first game to be third person. Yep. Uh, this was the first game to use a camera uh, in that way. Camera control was camera it? control. Yeah, they yep. Developed the whole camera control thing. Yep. Very first one. So every single game that has come after this uh, in a third person this. you can thank Super Mario 64 for I only also, played this this year for the first time first game with fish AI fish AI fish AI yeah they move out of the way if you swim through them oh, oh. I didn't know that that's amazing that's a cool little I remember uh, there was a big hoo-ha when Call of Duty Ghosts was announced and they were like we've got such advanced AI even the fish move out of the way and people were like Mario 64 did this 20 years ago <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, what I love most about this is the way Mario moves. He's like a bouncy ball. Uh, funnily enough, uh, some of our Americans may not know, but there is a comedian over here called Tony Martin. Never heard of him. You've heard of Tony Martin, haven't of you? Of course Floppy? I have. Uh, so Tony Martin is a hilarious comedian. He uh, wrote a couple of films, was part of The Late Show back in the early 90s. Oh, yes. uh, when I was working in radio, I got the opportunity to interview him with oh, my really? co-host. Yeah, we went to wow. a hotel room and sat down and interviewed him. And we spent, we had half an hour allotted to us. Uh, and spent 20 minutes of it just talking about how good Super Mario 64 is. 
And then we, oh yeah, we had to talk about your, your movie. That interview almost made it as a special feature on uh, the movie DVD, but they had to cut it for space um, because he just liked talking to us about Mario 64. It was great. Oh, what a cool guy. Yeah, great game. My goodness. All right, so 1997, Ben, is up to you. 1997. Now, I believe we had a discussion before the show. Correct. And I believe Anto corrected me uh, in that the game of the year for 1997 was Final Fantasy VII. Let's just see if I'm correct. What? No, I didn't correct you. I just suggested it should have been seven. He's wrong. It's GoldenEye. <laughs> GoldenEye 007 is the game of the year, 1997, beat all other games that came out that year. All other games were probably trash compared to GoldenEye. And so tell us about GoldenEye and why it's better than any other game that came out in 1997. Uh, it's as problematic now as it was then. Correct, but it's James Bond, so you accept that when you plug it in. What? <laughs> <laughs> James Bond excuses everything. Yeah, I didn't play GoldenEye until like a couple of years after it came out on oh. N64. So Ouch. I was playing it after, you know, the PS2 had arrived. So I wasn't super blown away by it, but after getting to actually put some time into it, I can see why it was so important when it came out. I used to play this almost every day after school in multiplayer with one of my friends. We'd come home from school, yep. sit down, play a couple of multiplayer games. No odd job. Uh, I was odd job. Golden Gun, no odd job. No, no. Uh, so we we did one-shot kills. Karate chops only? Uh, we used to do that. And if you're odd job with karate chops only, they chop over your head. It's great. I saw somewhere uh, a replica watch that he wears. Yeah. Yeah, they got him on Etsy. So good. Uh one of the devs actually came out and admitted, said, yeah, if you use our job, you're cheating. <laughs> oh, that checks out. It's like playing as the monkey in Time Splitters. He's too short. Yeah. Well, you know, if you know your uh, your, your abilities, you should uh, take an advantage where you can. This is the third best-selling 64 game ever. Isn't that crazy? It was such a good time. Like, I, everyone that had a 64, I didn't have one, but I had plenty of friends that had one. Every single friend had this game and everyone could play it. Like it's one of those, you, you never found a person that didn't know how to play Goldeneye. Yep. And you would all sit around and you'd all play it and you'd have a rotating roster and you know you'd have six people waiting. And it was my turn. Is it my turn? Is it my turn? Mm-hmm. It was just it was so good. It did you used to? So we used to turn the radars off as well. No, I never did that. So you could unlock a whole heap of different cheats. Like you had DK mode, paintball mode. We used to Big write head mode messages. Um, that's what DK mode was. Yep. Uh, we used to write messages on the wall in paint. Oh. Uh, my favorite thing though is because I'm a real toxic person. Uh, is in the facility. I knew where all the spawn points were. Oh, yeah. So you play remote, uh, mines. remote mines and you just plant them all in the uh, spawn points. So you get a kill, boom, bang, respawn, boom, bang, respawn, boom, respawn. That's how all his controllers got broken. Yeah, it was great time. That's when people used to say, Ben, you're not allowed to play anymore. <laughs> I will go on a limb. Like, I also actually played the campaign. Same. And loved it. Yep. Because I got to play as James Bond in a movie that I had just seen and then you could do so much other stuff as well like i remember just going to that uh one where you have to save natalia from the space station or whatever it Mm -hmm. is um and like if natalia gets shot you fail the mission so then i just go around killing everyone and then just blow up the place like you could shoot down the screens off the roof and they'd fall and blow up and it was really interactive in a way that first person shooters hadn't been before then yeah you could um, block the, crates and ammo would be in there. The amount of weapons that you had on there, and they were all different. So mm. they actually felt differently and behaved differently. And yeah, f- different fire rates, different amounts of recoil. It was really cool. And there was like, you th- had throwing knives as one. Well. Yep. You could that, use throwing knives. Oh man, what a great game. Don't play it now though. 
It's, this this oh, is a game is, that lives on in nostalgia only. If you haven't played it, just watch videos. Yeah, don't play it. Don't try it. Don't play You'll it. be like, what are they even talking about? I will about? throw out that even to this day, even if you don't play it just for any other reason but to do this, you should absolutely load this up, empty a weapon, and reload because the reload animation and sound is still super satisfying. <laughs> All right. Next game, 1998. Is it mine or yours? Uh, I I'm think it, I can't remember. <laughs> All right. Do you want to go? You go. All right, here we go. 1998. I don't know what it is. Should I try and guess what it is? Have a guess. All right. That. What's that? Yeah, Ocarina yeah, of Time. That. Let's see if I'm right. Is it Ocarina of Time? It's Ocarina of Time. Of course it is. I knew that one. Uh, Ocarina of Time. Uh, revamp of the series. Basically a link to the past. Eh, no. <laughs> link to the past is still better. Oh, <laughs> I forgot that you hate this. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't hate Ocarina of Time. I want to stress that. I don't hate it. It is just overrated and it is aged so badly. When was the last time you played it? <sighs> I'm currently playing it, so we'll see what I think after I finish. 3DS version a couple of years ago? Yeah. Uh, look, me personally, <laughs> I like Majora's Mask better. Same. Because it was just a real fun warp of this world. But I think... Ocarina of Time, besides Super Mario Brothers, is the game I spent most hours playing. Uh, just that uh, complete open area, like that main world, the amount of secrets, just going around trying to find things. Oh, I wonder if I can get up there. I wonder if I can get through here. Um, completing it, the real sense of adventure you had while playing it. Uh, the story. was. This was the first time we had the goddesses and uh, the Triforce. In fact, this is the first time we had the Triforce, I believe. Nope. No, Link to the Past was Triforce, wasn't it? <laughs> because up until then, there was only two pieces. Two no, pizzas? There, there was three, only two there pizzas? There were three pieces, but you only ever got to deal with two of them. Really? In the first and second ones, um, the first one had you collecting pieces of the Triforce of Wisdom. Yep. The second one, same deal, yep. uh, to wake up Zelda. Yep. Link to the Past, you get the Triforce at the very end. Yep. Uh, and then this one was the next time they dealt with it and introduced... Uh, Pharaoh and... All the goddesses and yeah, the, the goddesses and the like actual lore behind it. Why the the legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time is the game of the year from 1998? Okay, I shall read exactly what Floppy has Please written. Please don't here. read exactly what I wrote because I wrote it. Often regarded as one of the greatest games of all time, Ocarina of Time introduced features such as target lock. Ah, oh, that's correct. Context-sensitive buttons and the ability to play different songs on the ocarina. That is cool. I didn't know you could do that until I started playing on my lunch break. Really. Yeah, and I got the ocarina, and then I'm like, oh, I can press the buttons and make music. This is amazing. It's the and most musical I've ever been. If you press a button and hold down on the joystick, it plays a different pitch. Mind blown. <laughs> most musical I've ever been. Um, over one million copies were sold in the first week, and it was the best-selling game of 1998. Now, over here in Australia, we got gold versions. The cart's gold. Everything's gold. We didn't get the silver or the normal grey version. Wouldn't you want the gold one? It just seems to like... I mean. The other Zelda carts are gold, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I've got both of them. I've got a normal uh, silver cart. The only one I don't have is the UK one, which had a different label. It had a black and gold label over in the UK. Weird. Um, so I'm on the hunt for that one. I know someone who's got it, but they won't sell it to me because they're bastards. All right. Last one for the year. Don't look. Don't, 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 don't right. do me, bro. All right. All right. All right. Uh, so 1999. Now, 1999 was a pretty big turning point for games in general. Yeah, we're coming up to the turn of the millennium. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, we're about to get into you know things like PS2s are not far away. All that sort of jazz is happening. Technology is about to make a massive jump. Well, there is a lot of games that were released in 1999 that were amazing. I did <sighs> not realize how many. 
Come on, Floppy. To name a few. You keep me waiting, huh? Unreal Tournament. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Gran Turismo 2. EverQuest. Final Fantasy 8. Siphon Filter. Silent Hill. Driver. Donkey Kong 64. Re- <laughs> Trash. Resident Evil 3. Command and Conquer Tiberian Sun. Pokemon Snap. Shenmue. Chrono Cross. Legend of Dragoon. Metal Gear Solid. All of these released in 1999. Like, what a... How the hell do you decide what to play? Easy. I just want to throw one more out there. This one. Go. You won't agree that it's Game of a Year contender, but it's important because of what it did for the industry. Okay. Sonic Adventure. Sonic Adventure. Also in 1999, for some reason. Gee, <laughs> Sonic Adventure or Metal Gear Solid? What shall I play? Having said that, Both. none of those games I picked as Game of the Year. Even though Metal Gear is my favorite game of all time. What it is, is my favorite you? game of all time. But you didn't pick Metal Gear. It's a rather niche game. There is a game that Niche came out. game. Put it down and shut up. <laughs> Hang on. Let me let me find the original ad for it. There is a Hold game that came seconds. out in 1999 that I think has had a much bigger impact. And you know how much of a fan I am of Metal Gear. Yeah, that's so what I'm, I'm saying. I'm doing this not from a personal point of view, but from a bigger picture. But you said it was your list. It is my list, oh. but you know, it's it had to be done. Uh, are you? Are we ready? We're ready. I'm, 1999. Should I have a look? Nintendo 64. Oh, you, you've Super Smash done. Brothers. I love this ad. This is the best ad ever. Super. I didn't realize this came out in 99 until I started doing this research. Really? No. Nah. Uh, so this is created by um, Sakurai. Who, Sakurai? Sakurai. Yep. Sakurai. Sakurai. Who has directed every game in the series. Every single game. As Ben mentioned before for the last one. Hooked himself up to an IV because he's a crazy man. and Not a good uh, role model. Don't do that, children. Uh, it took old gameplay of uh, depleting health bar from fighting games, replace it with an increasing damage bar, the ability to knock people off the edge of a stage, released with 12 playable characters, uh, spawned one of the largest competitive tournament scenes ever. Mm. Like, that thing started in 1999. I don't know how that's not game of the year. Yeah, look, speaking as the Nintendo fanboy, I still think Metal Gear, but uh, <laughs> this is, is also very important. I See, I've got this boxed over there. Um, yeah, Metal, uh, this, not Metal Gear. Metal Gear. <laughs> so I'm talking about Metal Gear. Uh, Metal Gear. Um, no, Smash Brothers was amazing. Um, like many of the franchise games, I think the ultimate version didn't come until a couple down the track. I think Brawl on the GameCube is the best version of this game. I think it's highly regarded as the best one, isn't it? Brawl was on the Wii. Okay, what was Melee. the one I'm thinking? Melee. 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 The GameCube one. Yes. Yeah. Completely underrated system. Um, but yeah, this game... Fantastic. And the best part is that they're all toys. That's how they got around, like, killing each other. Yeah. That they're all figures and toys. Uh, oh, man, bit, I remember... A little bit Toy Story. Pikachu in this game, I think, was one of the first 64 representations of him as well, where you could actually play as Pikachu. Obviously, there was Pokemon Snap. But you weren't playing as Pikachu. But you weren't playing yeah, as Pikachu. Okay, you were just gotcha. taking photos. Uh, Pokemon Stadium, I don't think it'd come out at this stage. No. Okay. Maybe it had? I think Stadium came out before Snap. Possibly, yes. Anyway, can't remember. Um, yeah, what a game. Uh, what a, a genius concept, one that still lives on today. Um, and unfortunately, I, I think the series is done. Like, unless Sakurai decides to do it again, but how are you going to top Ultimate? I think moving forwards with this series, it's not going to be a case of... Um, it's not going to be a case of, like, how do you top Ultimate? It's going to be a refinement or different characters. So we'll either see like endless ports of Ultimate with maybe a new character here and there if they can get Sakurai to do it, or 
he'll make a new one based around newer Nintendo IP. Or he'll just go, I'm or done. Or no, I'm done. And Nintendo will go, yeah, okay. Was this enough. the first time that any game like this had been made? Uh, with this way, uh, like, yeah, like so this way, increasing with, damage. With, yep. Incre- no, not just with the increased damage, but I mean having all the different IPs in the one game, uh, a battle system, it being PvP. Might be actually. I think in terms of it being like a sort of free for all Royal Rumble kind of style thing. Yeah. Absolutely, was like the first of its kind. Like obviously, you had fighting that, games. Yeah, you could argue that Marvel versus Capcom and other stuff had done it as well, but different style of game, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. But. There you go. Uh, that's my game of the year through the decades, 90s edition, culminating with Super Smash Brothers, beginning of a uh, heck of an era. Man, the 90s. 90s had Holy crap. games, man. And Nintendo nailed the crap out of most of it. Yep, and then came the GameCube. Which I don't understand why. That's a great system. It was su- it's such a good system. Well, that's why they're in high demand now, because it was such a low-selling system, but had such a fantastic library. Um, like Melee, for example, we just spoke about. Mario Sunshine, I don't care if it was an unfinished game. It's still great. Uh, Luigi's Mansion, which I don't own. You do. I do. Um, again, another great game. Resident uh, Evil 4. Well, the original Resident Evil was on there. It was. The director's uh, cut. Yeah, director's cut of Resident Evil. And that's beautiful. Even to this day, you look at it. Metro Andrew? Prime. Metro, Metro Prime. Prime 2. Yep. Metal Gear Solid. Twin Snakes. Yep. Uh, Tales of Symphonia, Crazy Taxi, Beautiful Joe, yep. Crazy Taxi, Sonic Adventure Two Battle, the best version of that game. X Men Next Dimension. Oh wait, so many more. Like it's the GameCube is super duper 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 best, underrated. Best way to play Spider Man Two. Yes. Yes. Yeah, played the hell out of it. I played it so much. I can't remember if it was Spider Man One or Spider Man Two, but if you hundred percent it, uh, you get to play as the Green Goblin. Spider Man One. Flocky picked up the other day. Goblin. 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 I did get it the other day. I found it at uh, Sabres. Sabres. Oh, really? Yeah. For the GameCube? Bucks. Good score. Well done. How much? <laughs> 20 bucks. Yeah, 20 uh, bucks. Yeah. It was totally worth paying 20 bucks for. Yeah, well, it's a good game. It's not Number a bargain, two. but it's it's not overpriced either. Number two is amazing. Yes. But yeah, plays the Green Goblin at the end. Listen to him. 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Sabres, they're greedy. Should, should have bought it for five and then sold it for a thousand. I don't resell. Mostly. <laughs> I don't resell. I think what you meant to say is often. <laughs> hey, hey, Floppy. Yes, mate. You got any deals? Nope. Cool. Let's. <laughs> You're ready for quiz? Are we really doing that? Quiz You're ready for quiz? Quiz on your face was better. Okay. Well, it can be either. Uh, it is time to quiz on your face, where I have four questions, four multiple Choice questions with four answers for each question. Two by me, two by some of our high-end tier Patreons. I will ask these chaps the question, give them the uh, four possible answers, and they will yell out their name when they think they know it. Uh, If they get it right, they get a a point. If they get it wrong, they don't get a point, and the other person gets a free shot. Okay, gentlemen, are we ready? Yes. Yes. Uh, Just to recap the scores before we get going... uh, Ben S. from Toy Power Podcast is on one point. Trent from Toy Power Podcast is on two, as is Jazz. Brayden is on five. Anto's on 23. And Floppy is on 24. So close, man. So close. Okay. So this first one is from Michael Town <sighs> of Game Boy Games. It's a long one. S- settle in. <clears throat> Saddle up, boys. <laughs> wait, wait until I've gone through the entire four for this one would be okay. my recommendation. There you go. Okay, Michael Towns asks, 
In an iconic scene in Metal Gear Solid 2, Snake and Otagon share a handshake that uncannily resembles which of these? Is it A, a regular handshake, not everything has to be cool and flashy, guys. <laughs> B, a similarly iconic uh, scene from Escape from LA. C, the also similarly iconic Konami code. Or D, trying to play footsies in primary Anto. school with... Uh, no, wait! You get it first, uh, Floppy, because I said what? wait. Trying to play footsies in primary school when you're crushed, but you uh, with your crush, but you accidentally do it to your best friend who was sitting next to them instead. But you awkwardly roll with it, and these days you're in loving marriage with three wonderful children, and the eldest one's headed to uni next year to do her doctorate in medicine. Okay, Floppy? first of all, I'd like to say I want to. I really wish it was D. Yeah, but uh, was it the Konami code? Yes, it was. Sorry, Anto, but I didn't know that as well. And Anto needs to pay attention to instructions. I'm multitasking, <laughs> to be fair. But to be fair... So am I. I am trying to look good and <laughs> that's true. get questions right And Floppy has a much harder task than you do, Anto, so... <laughs> oh, Dylan's giving me jip in the chat. I'm going to have to <laughs> slap him next time. <laughs> oh, are you threatening physical violence right there? I'm not threatening you. physical violence. I would never do that, really. Okay, uh, we ready for question number two? <laughs> question number two. Yes, question number two, go. Here we go. Which popular FPS began as a mod in Half-Life? Anto. Anto? Uh, Counter-Strike. Correct. Oh, nice one. I didn't know I that. Just, I just want to read out my other options. These were the other <laughs> options for <laughs> FPS. Uh, a, Wolfenstein. B, Counter-Strike. C, COD. Or D, 60. <laughs> 60. Uh, I didn't know that. That's really cool. All right. Uh, so, Anto got that one? Yes. Yep. Yes, Ooh, you did. 24-25. You're ready for quiz? You're ready for quiz. Okay, this one's from... Dylan the Villain! Hey. Now, Dylan asked me a question, mm -hmm. and I sent a message back to him and said, that's a good question, but it's pretty general knowledge, and I'm sure the guys will get it. I can use it if you like, and he went, no, I'll get another one. Oh, I'm tripping. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dylan. Okay, here we go. When Google created a playable Pac-Man game using Google Maps, how many hours of gameplay did it see from the internet? Was it A, 500,000 hours, B, 1 million hours, C, 5 million hours, or D, 10 million Floppy. hours? Floppy. 5 million hours? Yes, correct. <laughs> I love the evil laugh that you have when you fluke when I, one. When I fluke. <laughs> I say, that's how I win pool too. Like, I can't play, but I hit stuff and things go in. It's weird. I fluke everything. All right, here we go. No we, skill involved. Are we ready for the last one? Yeah. I'm pretty proud of this one. This was one I stumbled upon and I thought it was really, really cool. What was the last Game Boy game ever released outside of Japan? Was it A, Kirby's Pinball? B, Brain Drain. C, Turok, Battle of the Binosaurs. <laughs> or D, Pokemon Yellow. I didn't hear the question. <laughs> Can you repeat it? Do you want him to go through all of the answers again? I'll, go, I'll do it again. No, I remember the answers. I, I don't. don't know the question. <laughs> I was watching what you were typing. Oh, what, okay. was, 
what was the last Game Boy game ever released outside of Japan? Right. A, Kirby's Pinball. B, Brain Drain. C, Turok Battle Floppy. of the Dinosaurs. D, Pokemon Yellow. Floppy. Kirby's Pinball. Incorrect. Ah, oh, damn it. I threw Pokemon that in there Yellow. as a red herring yeah, because I always got saying... about Kirby being the console killer. Uh, Anto? Was it Pokemon Yellow? It was Pokemon Yellow. How about that? What was the last game? That was game? the last game released on the Game Boy. Outside yeah, of Japan. Wow. Japan had a couple of other ones that helped you with your uh, Japanese grammar. Yeah, wow. uh, but we don't really consider them to be... Uh, there you go. Those games. Uh, incidentally, Turok Battle of the Dinosaurs was the second to last, and Brain Drain was the third to last, and Kirby was in there purely as a red herring. So, who got that? Anto? Yeah. Ooh. Are, we, are we even, Stevens? No, it's still 25-26. Yeah, it's still the same. <laughs> so Floppy on 26, Anto's on 25. Remember when I started and I had a massive lead? Yep. I feel a little bit nervous now. <laughs> well, I mean, you've missed a couple of shows, so Anto's been able to catch up on some and then not mm, others. True. But we have been Hack the Dino. This has been our gaming cast where we bring you the past, present, and future of gaming's news, previews, and other stuff like... Mm. Uh, 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 Badminton. Game, Love me some badminton. Game badminton. Uh, if you don't like badminton, that's okay. You're probably a bad Person. mitt, man. Why have I gone pink again? <laughs> I don't know, but the podcast people, I'm sure, are really enjoying you saying that all throughout this episode. It's only happened three times. It's fine. Yeah. You've only said it twice. Too. Yeah, No, he's he said it more. He said it more. I have a counter up on the podcast. No, you don't. I do. They just you won't have it. a counter on a podcast. Just like they can't see every time Anto makes a visual comment, they can't see that I've put a counter up on the screen every time he comments about it. Um, speaking of commenting about things, uh, Floppy. Yes, mate. What, what do you like to uh, shill? Uh, I don't know what that word means, but I'm assuming you mean talk about stuff. Yeah, that's... Yep. Uh, I like to go over to Instagram where you can look up Floppy Plays Games. Floppy Plays Games. Floppy Plays Games. Floppy's Lame Lame. Floppy plays games yep and i do post uh, things that i have purchased that i have found along the way some pickups things that i'm playing uh that's some of my latest ones i did throw another picture in assets but you can look at that in a minute but yeah i picked up some uh so i played the quarry picked up that uh on the left there i picked up a quite rare 360 controller um, that is a GameStop and EB Games exclusive, one of two controllers. It was called Radioactive because mm-hmm. um, it has the biohazard symbol on it. And I'm a sucker for controllers. And the other thing I picked up there is a PS4 uh, Play TV. And isn't the Sony Play TV just a Vita? It's a Vita TV. It's yeah. a Vita TV. But it's a VTV. It's a VTV. So you can play all your Vita games on your TV. Uh, you can also mod the crap out of them. Really? Mm. What can you get on there? Everything. Like? PS1 movies? Yes. I'm pretty sure it's possible to load RetroArch onto there so you can play any system ever released including arcade games. Yeah, because it has an SD card size. No, only games you have physical copies of. They're just backups. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought you meant. Which I have no problem doing to uh, consoles and things that are no longer being being supported and no one's making money from them. Correct. Or the. I don't think Sony made a lot of money from from the Vita either. Sorry, Anto, what you were saying before I was just going to say, or the owner of a respective IP won't support them and put them onto their modern systems. Correct. Uh, so that's a few of the things I'm doing. There's also a picture in assets that I just put up there of some recent um, purchases that didn't make it to Instagram this week because oh. of reasons. Because of reasons? Yeah, me being Oh, uh, Is slack. this the, the collection of things that have appeared in the last week? Uh, I literally just put it up there about... 
20 seconds ago. Cool. All right. Um, hang on. I'm going to have to download it because I can't zoom in on it. And it's Podcast. Oh, podcast. Adjective. Listeners. You know what? An audio Screw medium. Sure. <laughs> Uh, here is some of the cool stuff that I added to my collection this week. I added a GameCube copy of Spider-Man. Nice. And then from a friend over there, Anto, I added a Metroid Prime. Nice. Vampire Hunter on the PS2. Mm-hmm. And a Game Boy Pocket. So there's a Game Boy Pocket from Anto as well. I nice did. one. And um, I'm going to rip it apart, Ben. And I'm going to put a cool screen in there and see what I can do with it. Because I promised to you I wouldn't not do it to the other one. So I sourced <laughs> another one to do it too. You could do it to one that's broken or has screen burn at least. I'm doing it to that one because it's the one I have. You're a and not the one that I got from you because out of respect. Absolute monster. Absolute Correct. monster. I'm going to make it so I can see it. You can see it. You just have to angle it like that and oh. tilt your head. You mean play like a caveman? Yeah. Yeah. Or get one of those magnifying glasses that you put on there. Clips or on with the light. put a better screen in it. Anto, I don't want to talk to him anymore. What do you do? Uh, well, sometimes... <laughs> if I knew it only took that, I'd done it years ago. <laughs> sometimes. Not recently, because I've just been... I don't know what I've been doing, actually. I've been working, and I haven't really sort of spent any time doing a whole lot of stuff for myself, video game-wise or social media-wise. Um, but, as you probably all heard last fortnight, uh, I do Instagram stuff. Uh, I do this... And I'm not going to steal Ben's joke this time, because every time I do, his soul dies a little bit. Um, I don't have a soul. <laughs> I do Wishful Final thinking. Fantasy stuff, because it's my favourite series ever. Um, again, nothing new has sort of been added to this. My most recent purchase was the Advent Children PlayStation 3 that came out back in 2010 or 11, I think. Um, yeah, it's just a very pretty, very wonderful console, and I think it's my favourite thing Ever. It is a beautiful piece of kit. It is. It's very nice. Wonderful little I thing. I can't believe yeah, how good condition the box is. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, the person I buy these systems from, just... I don't know. They come through every time. <laughs> I can't believe they got um, Gohan to pose for that cover. <laughs> is it Goku? No, Gohan's his son. He's clearly younger. God, okay. Floppy. Like, like, when you, you, you. I told you I don't watch Dragon Ball. What I'm really miffed about is that no one's commented on the cinematography and how I managed to get that box out of the way without my arms or anything being in the way. What? Lifted it? Did I you? didn't lift it. I didn't touch it. Did you get someone else to do it? Maybe. <laughs> that's not magic. That's just delegation. You know what? Stop ruining my fun. <laughs> Speaking of ruining fun, I have a... Uh, <laughs> site. A habit of ruining uh, fun. Called Bad Game Arts, where uh, I produce some of the worst art that has ever been seen by human and animal eyes uh, from the 90s primarily. So we all know the art that kept popped up in the 90s on box arts and on magazines where they just got the intern to draw something because yes. they were getting close to print day. Well, here we go. So first up, we've got Battle with the Beast. Battle with the Best. Oh, is it? Battle with the Best. I have dyslexia. For a game called Battle Blaze. Battle Blaze. Wow. I completely misread when I put up. Was that why you, th- you put it up there? Because you thought, that's not a beast. Yeah. How many muscles has he got in his forearm? Well, that's what I've put. The, the comment you can see up there, the description is just me yelling, VEINS! <laughs> yeah. uh, and then I wrote, Also, imagine living a life, being killed by a steroid-dripping teeth monster, only to have your skull hanging over his groin for all time. Oh, just being skull thinged. Good time. Look at that art. Look at those, look at those quads. How many uh, how many abs has he got, and why do they go round to his back? 
Because that's what abs do when you're really ripped. Does, do they really? Yep, 100%. I'll show you laughter. <laughs> on what? Another bad game art photo? Yeah, correct. Uh, so if we go to the next one, Anto, over to the left. Doing. And we have, ah, oh yes, Crash. So I'll put this up because I make this joke all the time and I didn't realize it was an actual thing. He's surfing the web. We've got a surfer on a keyboard... Is that what that is? A gnarly wave. The nineties were a wild time. I, you know, I say I thought that was a barbecue. <laughs> I believe it's actually the console the game is on. It's for ZX Spectrum. Really? Yeah. Anyway, it's cool. <laughs> I like it. It's not a barbecue, is it? <laughs> stupid. Anyway, and he's not wearing pants. And last one is this one here that we can see. It's called Black Crystal. That's not how light works, and also somewhat prog- uh, problematic. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. So little we'll bit. just leave that where it is. But if you'd like to see that, head on over to Instagram and go to Bad Game Arts. It's got an S on the end because Bad Game Art was already taken by someone who doesn't use that account. Uh, and also, I don't know if you've got it up there, Anto, but Mr. Benjamin is where I post stuff. I haven't had many pickups lately because I've been saving money. And spending it on Rono trigger. bills. Uh, can you see what I mean about my follower account as well? If you just scroll up there, Anto, it's down to nine ninety three. It what got up to nine ninety nine during the past week, and it's dropped back down to nine ninety three. It's infuriating. I reckon someone's messing with me. Yeah, I don't know who'd do that. <laughs> I don't know anyone that you know that would create fake accounts, follow you, and then then just not follow you. Um, so I got a couple of pickups there from Anto uh, Fire Emblem's Birthright. I've got Warrior Wear Do It Yourself on the DS and the Warrior Wear game for the GameCube, nice. which was cool. Uh, then I just posted some uh, photos of, of a giant Game Boys I saw in Japan. Um, the uh, Boxed complete game and watch of game of uh, Oil Panic that I got for twenty dollars when I was in Japan last. Nice. Yeah, I know. There's another one of those things where I saw it on the uh, the shelf in the showcase and just kept coming back and going, "Is that that can't be the right price? Can it? Is it? That's twenty dollars." Did you not just ask? Yeah, I did eventually, and they went, "Hey," and I went, "Okay." Uh, Please. Yeah. So that that oh, hopefully I'm thinking. So this is the last weekend of the Port Adelaide markets. I'm debating whether to go there or not because there is nothing there. There is um, nothing there. But I grew up. I got so much of my collection there when I was a teenager. Which is why there's now nothing there. <laughs> yeah. Maybe what yeah. they're thinking you need to do, or what the reason there's been nothing there recently, is everyone's waiting for this big final last hurrah kind of thing. No, it's not it at all. No, no, they've and all left. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's pretty barren. Uh, but yeah, I will be going out game hunting a little bit more. Um, we've got the toy and comic fair coming up in October, October. which we're all going to be there. All, all be, there. be there. Uh, so that'll be a fun time. Uh, and you should all come and say hello. We'll have the hack the dino table. Come buy our stuff. We will leave our own little genetic signature on there for you. Uh-huh. I'm looking into how people might be able to play Guitar Hero at our thing at our table. I'm going to see if I can figure it out. It'd be really good if they don't stand in front of the table, so people can't like you know. No, we'll do it off to the side. It's fine. To the other stuff. Yeah, put it over near Game Boy Dad's table. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty that. cool, though. Because it gets more people at your table, man. Yeah, but they also hang around and don't buy shit. No, they bring people. People see a crowd, they come over because it's cool. No, they don't. I don't think you know how selling stuff works. I don't <laughs> at all, because I don't sell stuff. I buy stuff. Anyway, we've been Hack the Dino. It's been our gaming cast. And remember, until next time we see you, you don't actually exist. Floppy? Correct. <laughs>